In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood the man card belongs to those protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong a man is as a man does enjoy today's episode men in the arena we salute you we honor you guys for getting it done in the stress bubble of life Guys, we're in this arena together. We want to lock arms with you. We want to get you out of the anonymous crowd and get you into the arena with blood and sweat and tears. And so thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast, Equipping Men in 10. We are pumped. We're excited to have you with us today. We want to call you in. We want to call you out. We want to call you up to the best version of yourself. I am Jim Ramos. I'm here with my brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? Doing good, buddy. All right. Well, yeah. So you got a man law for me today, buddy. That's I, appropriate. Yeah. That doesn't have a really, bunch of hyphens. You're that, gonna, I think you're going to love this. That actually. It's not going to be like this where, is, you have to wear no chubby this shorts. Grown up stuff right here. Yeah. Let's, okay? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. No, I read this just now and I was going on All the right, internet. Must be true. This is well. Okay. So here it goes. This isn't the dress rehearsal. This is your life. Yeah. This right now is your life there's no time for napping so what the heck is the man law the man law is <laughs> it's time to get in I the mean, game you're reading me like some kind of statement of faith or something yeah it so it's no napping it's no napping when it's time to do life okay so so why don't you bring this down to reality and explain it to me so i've got a our sound guy pat george takes an hour-long nap every day of the week He's done it for 30 years. Yeah. For health purposes. And so you're and saying Pat, no napping? So, Pat, we know that there are guys in the arena that are getting it done and they have certain things that they do to recharge. And so, Pat was a chiropractor for how many years? He owned his own chiropractic practice for 38 years, 32, 32 years. years. Okay. And a very successful man, gives back in his community, serves in his community, but he took an hour nap a day. But he still got stuff done. So what I'm talking about is like guys who check out and they're not getting things done. Are you talking about phys- physical naps or figurative naps? Figur- like figurative naps, of course. 
Of course, of course. Come on now. Forgive me for being an there idiot. There you go. There you go. So, so a man. Can you rephrase that without using the word nap in a man law? A man gets up and gets it done. Okay. Okay. Negatively speaking, a man doesn't lay around being a sloth. Exactly. Okay. No I, time okay. for slothism. I'm just. I'm, okay. Slothism. Okay. Good. Yeah. There's another made up word. Okay. Slothism. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. I think that Doctor Pat George agrees. I think. Well, I okay. Well, if he agrees, then then He's it's got truth. Doctor in his name. So absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So well, I, I think that's really good, man. I think that. You know, I hear guys that are not successful, they struggle all the time, and you and they talk like they know everything and they're experts, but as you really unpack their life and listen to them, you're like, man, that person does a lot of laying around. They get up at 10 in the morning, they you know, they 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 go to bed at, you know, 2 or 3 in the morning. They uh, you know, have a party issue, they can't stay employed, they move around a lot, and you start seeing a pattern with these guys their roots aren't deep they're transient they can't maintain a job they can't maintain deep relationships and they're quite frankly they're lazy and a lot of them are entitled they rely on others to take care of them and narcissistic a lot of times extremely narcissistic yeah yeah so google that one I don't even know. Is it two S's or two C's? Anyway, yeah. whatever. So that's really good, man. So, hey, I want to get into the meat of the podcast today. And, Dale, I've been reflecting on something uh, from your uh, brother-in-law, Ted Stolpe. Is that how it says his last yep. name? I, I think I told him it was said Stolpe yeah. in our last He's one. But Ted Stolpe. We talked a lot about dedication and commitment. And so I personally have been processing this. You know, What does this mean for me to be committed to Shanna? versus me to be dedicated to Shanna. And so I just I want to encourage our listeners, if they haven't done so already, to go and listen to Ted's podcast. It's actually episode 84, so it's not too far back. I thought it was an excellent podcast from a guy who's raising two daughters, and he's married to a, a pastor, and uh, just really, really excellent uh, podcast. And I want to read a verse in the Bible that really has impacted me. It, it's from Jeremiah thirty four eighteen, where uh, God says, I will give the men who have transgressed my covenant who have not fulfilled the words of my covenant which they made before me when they cut the calf in two and passed between the parts. Now this was really interesting back in the ancient days, you know, three, four, five thousand years ago, when when a guy would make a covenant. Now, remember a covenant is different than a contract. What is a contract to you, Dale? You're a you, you own a that protects me from you and you from me. So I have to hold up my end of the deal. Um, and if I screw up, this is um, what's gonna, or you screw me over, this is what's gonna protect it, me. It's a protect, so it's a, it's kind of a hedge. Hedges yeah. your bets. It's a firewall. So how do you think that is different from a covenant? I well, I always tell people with the covenant, like marriage is like in the Bible, no one gets out alive. There's a, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's good. There are blood covenants, and and so ultimately that means you entered into it, blood was shed. And to get out of it, there will be bloodshed. Oh, that's really good, man. Well, and in this case, in this verse, that's exactly what used to happen. One of the symbols of covenant would be they would take an animal, they would sacrifice the animal, they would cut it, basically they would gut it. They would cut it from the esophagus all the way down through the stomach, through the all the way down to the pelvis area, gut that animal, open it, open it up, and then these guys would walk through the animal in an um in a um a figure eight, which represents infinity. And while walking through this, they would they would yell cursings and blessings at each other. 
cursings if they broke the covenant and blessings if they fulfilled it. So this was a very, very big deal. Uh, oftentimes they would exchange a robe, they would actually share a meal, have some wine, uh, and they would actually oftentimes plant a tree. So I thought that's interesting. Blood, a tree, wine, bread. Hmm, sounds like Jesus on the cross to me. And they would they would form this covenant and the covenant didn't say, I'm going to protect myself from you and I'm going to protect you from me, like a contract. The covenant said, everything I have is going to be yours. But if you break this covenant, because I'm making myself vulnerable to you right now, if you make, if you break this covenant, you will be cursed. And so, and I, I think it's really interesting. We've really forsaken and frowned upon virginity in our culture. We've basically said to to guys and gals, young guys and gals, you need to have sex, you need to test drive the car, you need to do all this garbage. And I, I've never heard somebody say, ever in my life, I wish I didn't save myself until marriage. They never say that. They they people I talk to go, man, I wish I would I wish I would have waited. I wish I wouldn't have so many sexual partners. I wish I could have entered the marriage pure instead of while all these uh expectations upon my wife or uh, these memories of other women. They never say that. They always, always say, I just wish I would have waited. You know, and I, I read a survey that came out years ago, and it was in People magazine, or it was a secular magazine. And the couples that have the most fulfilled sex out there that they found, to their shock, they were shocked, were monogamous Christian couples. Because when you do it God's way, that's the right way. But I think it's really interesting how God has designed the female body. He has given her a patch of skin. We call it the hymen ring. There is no biological purpose for that hymen ring, except to be broken when she loses her virginity as a blood covenant symbol that I am all in in this relationship. It's just really, really interesting. And uh, when I think about marriage, and I want to restate this from Ted's podcast, I think of marriage as a contract and a covenant. I go to the courthouse. I fill out a marriage license, I pay for that license, I sign that license, my wife signs that license, the the person who officiated the wedding signs that license, and it goes back to the court, it is a legal document with a county that says this couple is married. But the ceremony is about covenant, when two people pledge their lives together in a covenant, in an all or nothing, no holds barred, commitment to the death relationship. And so when I married Shanna 25 years ago, I committed to the institution of marriage. I committed to stay married to her because I believe in that legal institution. But somewhere along the line, I dedicated my life to her in the form of covenant, in the form of you know more than about anybody than anybody else about me. I know more about you than anybody else. You are the most important person on the planet. I am dedicating the rest of my life to you. That, my friends, is the difference. And so I'm processing this, and I just want our men in the arena to think about this. Is your marriage a symbol of covenant or contract? Is your marriage a committed marriage or is it a dedicated marriage? And if your answer is it's a non-emotional, committed marriage, I'm going to ask you guys to change. Make her the most important person on the planet dedicate your life to her. She deserves it. That's what she signed up for. Dale, you want to add anything? Man, you nailed it on the head that uh, we just have to pour everything we are into our wives. Yeah. And they're just, 
we need to elevate them a little higher. Yep. Yeah, we really, really do. They really deserve to be the queen in our lives. And so, hey, guys, you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast, equipping men in 10, helping us transform the lives of men and those they love is as easy as one, two, three. Listen to the podcast. I'm assuming you're subscribing to it. Share it with your friends and write a positive review. We want to see 10,000 downloads a week. So, guys, give us your input about topics you'd like to hear. Give, uh, let us know if there are any men you'd like us to interview in our interview format. We want to help you become the best version of you. So uh, you can get a hold of us if you have any feedback that you want to relate to us personally. If you go to the Great Hunt Forgot app under the Contact Us <laughs> Contact Us icon. <laughs> Spit it out. Uh, we will get back to you promptly, guys. So thanks again for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. Guys, stay in that arena. Fight the fight. Win the battle. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your own copy of the Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your copy for you and your friends on our website at thegreathuntforgod.com. You will also find our five-book man card series. Grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are a donor-supported, non-profit organization with the mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, consider being a financial champion by going to The Great Hunt for God and click the Give link in the menu drop-down. Also, download The Great Hunt for God app today. It is available in all the app stores for all devices. It has videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of The Great Hunt for God. Thank you for listening. And good hunting. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.